Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello, you're listening to Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and today we are going spoilerful as we discuss Spider-Man No Way Home. You have been warned. You have been warned. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And we are so excited to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. With Spider-Man's identity now revealed to the world by Mysterio, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help to fix the situation. But when the spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to step up like he never has before and discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man No Way Home is directed by John Watts, with a screenplay by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. The movie stars, of course, Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, Marissa Tomei, John Favreau, J.K. Simmons, Willem Dafoe, and Gowry Rice, Alfred Molina, Jamie Foxx, and Jacob Batalon. Now, we will reveal a few more names at some point in that cast list. But let's kick things off, Lee. Yeah. What was your expectation going in here, and was it met? It was exceeded. This film has been so anticipated. It had the biggest ever opening day for a Sony Pictures movie ever. Wow. The biggest opening day for a Spider-Man movie ever. The biggest opening day of the pandemic era period. And is the third biggest all-time industry opening day in Australia behind Avengers Endgame and Star Wars The Force Awakens. It's really, really flexing its muscle on the opening weekend. So I'd say people were looking forward to it. (laughs) You know what? I felt a little sick going in. Because I was so nervous. Because (laughs) my expectations were in the dizzy 
dizzy heights. Yeah. I thought, don't let me down. And I'm with you. My expectations, Lee, were also exceeded. And final warning, guys, this is a spoiler full episode. We're yes. not holding back. If you have not seen the film, stop listening now. But come back later. But come back later when you do. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So the film hits, you know, zero to 100 immediately, doesn't yeah. it? It picks up right after the last film where Peter Parker's identity or Spider-Man's identity has been revealed by Mysterio mm. and everybody's after him. They think he's a villain. Half the world thinks he's a villain. The other half is supporting him. And he lawyers up. So let's have the first <laughs> massive cameo of the movie. Lee, who is Spider-Man's lawyer? Matt Murdock, played by none other than Charlie Cox. We just discussed this on the podcast, didn't we? We did, we did. And for those playing at home, he is Daredevil. Yes. So we have the official first introduction of Daredevil into the MCU and played by the actor who was in the Netflix series a yes. couple of years ago. And he's so good. Everybody loves him as this character. What What was the reaction in the cinema when he came up on screen? Wait, what did you do? I don't know about anyone else, but I started whacking my husband going, <laughs> going, Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox, oh my God. <laughs> At such a high pitch. Sorry. I, I had uh, people in the audience go, what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And you just whisper, whisper, whisper. Do you know, excited people a lot. All of the excitement around this film has been mm. about whether the villains are all in there, which was revealed, obviously, mm. and then whether or not Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in there. But I was genuinely excited and shocked that we got to see Matt Murdock because we had talked about it, but I thought he was going to appear in something like She-Hulk or somewhere down sure. the track. And they just kind of threw him into this movie and I thought, oh, my God. They did throw him in and it was such a great, fun yeah. introduction, wasn't it? You know, yep. him catching a brick being thrown in through yes. the window and him catching it because obviously he's got senses. He's a blind mm. superhero. Yeah. So all his other senses are heightened. And what Peter says to him. How did you do that? And he goes, I'm a very good lawyer. <laughs> I thought it was great. Tricky, tricky Kevin Feige, who recently said if we were to see Daredevil Matt Murdock in the MCU, yes, he would probably be played by Charlie Cox, knowing all the while that he was going to pop up in this film. Oh, everything is meticulously decided when it comes yeah. to marketing of an MCU movie. He just planted a seed. And we didn't realise it was going to be turned into a Redwood immediately. <laughs> yes, I love it. So Peter Parker is public enemy Number one. He is. Basically. He's forced to go and stay at Happy's because people know where he lives. So he and Aunt May pack up and move to Happy's. The stakes are really high here. You know, he's a kid. He's still in high school mm. and he's got half the world, like you said, rooting for him mm. and believing that he wasn't the cause of all that destruction and that he didn't kill Mysterio. And then you've got the other that hate him. Mm. That's a lot for a kid to take on. And it really messes with him because not only does it, affect him as a person, but it's affecting all the people around him. It's affecting his best friends. It's mm. affecting MJ. You know, the kid's not getting into MIT because yeah. of their association with him. So there's a lot mentally that he's dealing with in this movie. Yeah, he's really struggling with all the attention. And mm. I think that's the great thing about the Peter Parker character is that, you know, he's always struggling with teen life on top of being a superhero. Yeah. You know, he's always just a regular kid. Which we can all relate to. Yeah. And as you said, he's trying to get into college, all very realistic stuff happening in amongst the madness 
of the way the world is right yeah. now. Yeah. So anyway, as he's trying to appeal his case to the MIT vice president, maybe I don't vice know, vice chancellor, vice chancellor, yeah. We get the appearance of the first villain. Dr. Octavius. Played by Alfred Molina. He still is one of the greatest Spider-Man villains. Yep. It was like going home to see him playing this character mm-hmm. again. He was so good. And what did you think about the de-aging technology? I thought it was flawless. There was de-aging technology? Yes, he didn't look his age. Oh, you could have fooled me. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I just thought he looked real fresh. Alfred Molina has talked about the, that was his hesitancy about coming back to the role because, you know, sometimes de-aging technology doesn't work so well. No, it doesn't. I mean, we've seen it recently in... The Irishman? The Irishman, yes. Mm. Robert well, De Niro was time, de-aged, yeah. Well, the first time that de-aging was introduced into the MC, it was Robert Downey Jr. playing a teenager and yeah. that looked uncanny valley. That was a bit iffy, yeah. Yeah, but it's got better ever since. Yeah, but I, mean, I had no idea. Obviously, it makes sense. Mm. It's flawless. Yeah. Gosh. One great moment. Sorry, I want to talk about this big showdown on the bridge yes. that Dr. Octavius has with Peter Parker before he realises it's not his Peter Parker. Mm, mm. So he's been pulled from this world when he thinks he's just about to kill Peter Parker. Yes. And so he's mid-fight. He's gearing for a fight. He's ready for a fight. And one of the funny things is Peter with his technology, that's his thing in this one, isn't it? It's not so much the science, it's the technology for this Peter Parker. And he takes control of Doc Ock's arms. Love that. And starts having a bit of fun. With them. It was so cheeky. And yeah. he, and Alfred Molina, he got really confused. Doc Ock got really confused mm. about it because it was a technology he wasn't familiar with. Yeah. And, you know, his whole thing, his whole thing is that his tentacles, they speak to him, they control mm. him and he there's all that control. When he doesn't have any control, he's arguably a useless mm-hmm. villain. And so that was a really cool yep. addition to this, uh, to the to his character. That's one of the things I love about Tom Holland's Spider Man or Spider Man in general mm. is that they managed to keep the fun even in dire situations. You know, it's a different kind of humor to maybe Avengers humor, which is very cheesy one liners, yeah. and all that kind of jazz. Whereas Spider Man's fun, the film, the fun of these films is that he's just he's a kid. Yeah. And he does kid things sometimes. He's super cheeky. I mean, albeit he's pushing the boundaries of being a kid in this film. You know, he's getting to his senior year of high school. Mm. So he's pushing the boundaries of being a kid. Yeah. And he's also grappling with very, very adult things. Yeah. Ethics, morality that we'll get into. So mm-hmm. he's, he's definitely not a kid anymore. Yeah. That's for sure. So the reason that Dr. Octavius has come through from another universe is because Peter goes to Dr. Strange to ask him to help people forget the connection between him and Spider-Man. Yeah, and the reason is because it's affecting those around him, like Mm. we mentioned. So he can't deal with the fact Mm. that his friends, people he love, aren't excelling at life, aren't being given chances just because they know and are friends or partners with Peter Parker. Yeah, and it comes from a really good place. It does. It really comes from the heart. But then, of course, you know... The spell gets fucked up. Yeah, the naivety in him and the impulsivity in him comes out because he wants he wants MJ to remember who he is, so he doesn't have yeah. to go through telling her again. He wants he wants Aunt May to remember who he is, and then the spell gets stuffed up. Yeah, so Doctor Strange is conjuring the spell, but then Peter keeps throwing in all these caveats. Oh, but this, oh, but that. Mm. And so what ultimately happens is that it rips open access points or portals from yeah. other universes that bring in all. Spider-Man's iconic villains from Mm. other films in the wider franchise. And as has already been shown in the trailers, we get... Norman Osborn, 
the, who plays the Green Goblin. Last time we saw him was in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man yep. back in 2002. It's been a hot minute. Mm. We also get Jamie Foxx, who is Electro, who was in Andrew Garfield's series. He comes back as a yellow Electro rather than a blue one. So yes. that's interesting. Well, where he's left off in his universe was he was in the grid. Yes. Just before he dies. Again, just before they die, they're pulled away. Mm, because obviously they have to be alive in order to be brought into Mm. the MCU timeline, the traditional Mm. timeline. I found that a very, very interesting consistency with all these villains. And then also the Sandman. Yes. Thomas Hayden Church. Yes. And he was in Spider-Man 3, Mm. Tobey Maguire's final bow as Peter Parker. Can we just go back to Norman Osborn? Yeah. Because I... I just loved seeing Willem Dafoe tackling that complex character again. For a hot minute, Mm. I wondered whether we were going to see Willem Dafoe or James Franco. Yeah. Because Dr. Octavius says that Norman Osborn is dead Mm. in his universe. And so he can't believe that it would be Norman Osborn. And at that point, we hadn't seen the mask come off. No. So I wondered whether there was another surprise in there and we were going to get James Franco or, you know, someone else. Yeah. Or, <laughs> all we saw was like the cackle and, and the suit. Or Dane DeHaan. Oh, yes. From the Amazing Spider-Man yeah. series. So I really, really lent into Willem Dafoe's portrayal of Norman Osborn mm. here. You felt very, very sad him because Mm. what his character is when the green goblin takes over his mind and then he comes to as norman he doesn't remember anything Mm. he doesn't know what he's done Mm. and so that's a lot for someone to take on yeah and did you want to give norman osborne a bit of a bit of a hug you did yes it's going to be okay but that's just down to william defoe's performance you know he can play innocent and you believe it and then all of a sudden switch gears into the green goblin and i've got chills his eyes his menacing face. Yep. He embodies Green Goblin like no one yep. else ever could. Wow. Yeah. That psychotic grin. Yeah. Oh, it's oh amazing. God, I'm scared. Can we stop talking about that? <laughs> <laughs> so Peter Parker goes back to Doctor Strange and they realise what's happening. The multiverse is being ripped open mm. and basically they need to immediately send everyone back. Yes. But Peter, being the innocent do-gooder that he is, believes that everybody can be fixed because, you know, well, it's true of these Spider-Man villains, they're not in control of themselves for a lot of them. And he sees an opportunity to change their fate. Mm. Doctor Strange says that their fate is to die. They die at the hand of Spider-Man. When we send them back, they are going to die. That's, That's what's happening. We pulled them out when they've been alive. You send them back, they will die. And Peter just didn't accept that. He, he didn't can't want deal to accept with it, that. no. Yeah. So there's this ethics, this moral compass mm. that him and Aunt May are trying to grapple mm. and he makes the decision to cure them, Yeah. to cure what's made them evil or make them go down mm. that path of destruction. And therein lies so much conflict mm. and drama because things don't go to plan. But before we get to that, <laughs> yeah. he has a bit of a battle with Doctor Strange to try and stop Doctor Strange from sending them back. Yeah, that was cool. How, so they fight in the mirror dimension. They end up in the mirror dimension. Peter Parker's giving him a run for his money, Oh yeah, basically. And I sort of thought, okay, well, how realistic is this? Doctor Strange is a very powerful sorcerer. Yeah, you know, he's Sorceress Supreme. Spider-Man is strong, but Peter Parker's a kid. Right? So how are they going to make it believable that he could overpower Doctor Strange? Mm. And I think they made it very, very believable because yep. he overpowers him with math. Yeah. Geometry. <laughs> yeah, he does. I think that was so clever. It's yeah. very realistic. Because Peter Parker is a really, really, really intelligent kid. Yeah. So him leaning on something that he knows like the back of his hand, math, 
yeah. science is the way to get around the sorcery. Yeah. yeah. And that makes it believable for the yeah. audience. It was very convenient all the same, though. <laughs> Can <laughs> yes, we just call that out? But it yes. needed to happen. Doctor Strange needed to be removed from the picture yeah. for a while and then come back as he does mm. to help save the day. What did you think? Just getting off topic for a second. Yeah. Did you notice a few of the gags that were in Doctor Strange's basement no, as well? Talk dungeon to me through. basement. Well, uh, MJ picks up a goatee dye packet, <laughs> which I thought was quite <laughs> funny that he dyes his goatee. That is hilarious. So funny. Well, that's actually. Talk about a spoiler. <laughs> talk about a spoiler. He dyes his goatee. Can't recover from this. Yeah. <laughs> we told you it was going to be spoilerful. Yeah. So back to the task at hand. Yeah. Peter Parker is trying to cure these guys. It's mm. all going well. Uh, Norman Osborn is helping. He can't believe the technology that Peter Parker has. He wants him to come and work for him if they were in the same universe. The sand dude is uh, also helping him. He was always sort of, you know, he wasn't evil, was he? He wasn't evil, He no. wasn't evil, no. no. He just wanted to get back to his daughter. Yeah. Electro is having some issues. He loves the power of this universe that he's in. And Dr. Octavius gets cured pretty quickly. And yes. he's back to normal. He's back to normal. Yeah. I just loved the fact that Spidey was working with all these villains. They're all in Happy's apartment, being all sciencey. Yeah. All the, you know, working together. And I thought, how is this even happening? I was just going on this ride. And that leads me to another point yeah. is I wasn't expecting the villains to play such key, important, long roles in this movie. You thought they'd be more of a cameo? Yes. Take note, Hollywood. This is how you bring back IP from the past into a movie mm. and make it work. Gone are the glimpses of, you know, a cameo. They're not. There's not enough in that. They've done this perfectly here. But what that does also is make the tension tight as a drum mm. because all of these people are in one tiny apartment. <laughs> some, are, some are willingly there, some against their will. You wonder who's going to crack first. crack first. And the tension is unbelievable in that scene, even though it's all going well. Yeah, because they're all still very unhinged people. Yes. They're all still dealing with things that have led them to that path of destruction. But they just want to go home. They just want to go home. And Peter is determined to get them back home, mm. but alive. Yeah. He wants them to have a second chance. Yeah. And that's what's keeping them there. Yeah. But then the tension builds and builds until Peter Parker's spidey senses tingle. And what was that scene like? Oh, I've got spidey tingles right now. Yep. It's an incredible scene where the sound just becomes deafening almost, mm. but also quiet. Yeah. And Peter realises something's not right, but he can't figure out who it is and where it's coming from. I loved the creative choice to hone in on Peter's spidey senses for as long as they did. Usually they're quite fleeting mm. and he kind of anticipates something. Obviously that's mm. what a spidey sense is, but they held and held. And you were saying how much the tension was building and building mm. in that scene. That was the crescendo yeah. that just went bang. I was sitting there going, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Yeah. Who is it? And he's looking around at every single one trying to figure out who it is. And it could have been any of them, yeah. right? And they lean quite heavily on his spidey senses throughout this film, they don't do. they? Yeah. 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 He's very he's honed it quite yes. well over a, a few years. Which is great because you're seeing the development of his character, his abilities. This is yes. his third film in the in his little pocket. He's been in other mm. movies like Captain America Civil War. He was in Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Mm. But this is his key three movies and I love that we saw him develop develop his abilities mm. in this movie. So the big reveal, who, who is it that sends the whole thing flying? It whole thing flying? Funny. <laughs> uh, it is a Green Goblin. It is Norman Osborn. He's, Green Goblin's come back to the forefront yeah. of his mind 
and wants to take control. And Aunt May, being a clever thinker that she is, grabs his cure, yep. shoves it in a bag and makes her escape. Takes the emergency exit stairwell, yep. doesn't get the lift, smart woman. Mean, meanwhile, <laughs> Peter Parker's getting slammed through floors and Whoa. the fight scene, it was incredible. There the was choreography, a lot of hand-to-hand combat, yep. yeah. The choreography between Norman Osborn and Peter Parker fighting was just incredible. He was getting the shit beaten out of him. Oh, yeah, he really he got... He was bleeding, mm, yeah. he could barely stand. And this is where we get Peter to his lowest moment. Yes, and what is that lowest moment, Lee? What happens here? Well, it's let me really full on. Let, <laughs> Take a yeah, breath. it is. Let me preface this by saying Norman Osborne explodes the foyer yeah. of the apartment, right? Aunt May sent flying, Peter Parker's sent flying. They find each other in the rubble, stumble around. She's okay, knocked around, gonna get to the hospital. He's also, you know, saying I should have just sent them back. Yeah. And Aunt May says, you know, basically, no, you did the right thing. And then she gives that iconic line. Oh. And then you know, once that iconic line comes out, with great power comes great responsibility, that Uncle Ben line, you know her time is up. I loved that that was the moment they brought that in. I don't love the fact that Aunt May died, Yeah, but it sets Peter on this downward spiral of hate mm-hmm. and pain. And how beautiful was his performance then? It yeah. was it was heart-wrenching. My heart was out of my chest. He's already lost so much, this Peter Parker. I mean, yeah. you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man's aside, they've all lost something really big and yeah. they've all struggled to get through it. Yeah. And now this is Tom Holland's Peter Parker's moment. Mm. He has to struggle to get through it. As soon as she said that line, I knew she was done for. And he's just he's lost Tony Stark already. Mm-hmm. You know, he's lost half the world blipped away. You know, this Peter Parker has been through more than most. He's lost a lot. He's lost mentor after mentor, people Mm. who believe in him, people who trust him, people who encourage him and tell him that your mistakes are okay. You can learn from them, Mm. back yourself. You're doing the right thing. Mm. He doesn't have anyone in his ear anymore to tell him that. And I don't know if I loved that. I know it had to happen Mm. because that is the fate of Peter Parker, Spider-Man. He loses his family. He loses everyone. That's what it is. Yeah. But I just didn't love it because this Peter Parker has already lost so much, more than most. Lee, are you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> well, R.I.P. Aunt May. Rest in peace. Now, what happens next? Uh, we're, we're, are we at the main event now? Yeah, this is the – okay, this is the <laughs> moment. This is the – this is or one of the moments anyway. Good. So Ned and MJ are at Ned's grandma's house, mm-hmm. Okay. And they're worried about Peter. They don't know what's happened. They know there's an explosion. They know someone's died. They don't know if it's him or not. Like, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. So, earlier on, we forgot to mention that Peter stole Doctor Strange's magic rings. Yes. His, his magic brass knuckles, basically. <laughs> and so, Ned has them now. Yeah. MJ has the magic box with the spell in it. Yep. That can Ned, send everyone back. Yep. Ned has the brass knuckles. And he says, I just wish we could see him. And a little circle spike starts happening. Yeah. So he realizes he maybe has some magic powers and he yeah. can he can do it. So he opens a portal saying, we just want to see pa- Peter Parker. Where yeah. is Peter Parker? Yeah. He opens the portal and I've got goosebumps. Oh, and the moment that happened and they're waving and the masked Spider-Man in the portal is turning around looking and going, looking really confused. Like, what's going on? What's yeah. going on? He starts creeping through. And I thought, no, Just no, no, me. no. This is going to be Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire. Come on, come on. And ta-da. Andrew Garfield, 
makes his triumphant return. I cheered. Oh, my, you cheered? <laughs> oh, my God. The, my cinema went absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah. It's when he takes the mask off and it's his big bouffant hair. I just love that he's got yeah. so much hair. I don't know why. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. Uh, I forgot how good a Peter Parker Andrew Garfield yes. was. He was fucking hilarious. Mm. He was brilliant. Yep. And I just loved it. Yep. And holy shit, we got two Spider-Mans yep, in this movie now. Because they try again after after trying to prove, get Andrew Garfield to prove that he's Peter Parker yeah. by hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> That's not enough. You need to crawl across the ceiling. And getting really? cobwebs from the corner. Yep. His grandma's like, can you just get those cobwebs? Yep, yep. <laughs> so, they, so they try again to get their Peter Parker. Yeah. And find. Lo and behold. Who walks in? Toby Maguire Lee. Yep. Toby Maguire. I actually feel like I'm emotional <laughs> because Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man trilogy is absolutely iconic. It changed the path yep. of superhero comic book movies forever. Yeah. And I just loved his betrayal of Peter Parker. Yeah. I can't believe it. it the rumours were true. He's in this movie. It's amazing. And did you cheer for that as Yes, well? I did. <laughs> a, I bloody did. Did you become a woo girl in, in this movie? <laughs> woo. <laughs> I fist bumped. I whacked my husband a lot. The poor guy was getting knocked around. Got a couple of bruises on his yeah. arm. So can I ask you, just getting off topic, mm. does Ned's grandma know Toby's Peter Parker? Have they been in a movie together or in was she in that universe? Like he seemed to know who she was. They brushed over that very quickly. It was like a little mm. wink or a side. Yeah. And that look, okay, so Ned mentioned something about there being magic in the family that his grandma says. Yeah. So has she at one point gone to another universe to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man? <laughs> like know. is is it just a random are we overthinking it? They definitely seemed like they had met before. Yes. You ref- are right. He referred to her by name and seemed very fond of her. If anybody knows what this Easter egg is about, please get in touch. Please. <laughs> you can catch us on 555. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like there was more to it in yeah, there. Yeah, okay. Interesting. So, Lee, in the one room, yep. we've got Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. The world is whole again. Yes. I was just beside myself. But then we need to bring them together. So we they all do. go looking for Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Yeah. We're going to refer to them as <laughs> Peter 1, 2, and 3. Um <laughs> So they go looking for Tom Holland's Peter Parker, who is on the school roof, devastated that he's lost Aunt May. Mm. And his friends rush in and give him hugs. You know, I'm not sure Peter Parker has ever had friends like that in, a, in the other movies. No, they're, they're best friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the whole Hermione, Ron, Harry thing, you know. He's the nice. superhero, but he can't do it without them. Yeah, that's right. And they do reference that earlier on. He says he needs help from his friends. Well, he's never afraid to ask for help mm. this iteration of Peter Parker well, too. Yes, because he's worked as part of a team. Yes. As the Avengers. He yeah. knows how to work as part of a team. Yeah. Whereas the other Peter Parkers don't. They're always solo. And on this scene mm. on the rooftop of the school, we see oh God, so fucking he becomes cool. he becomes aware that there's two other people there. And yes. MJ says there's some people here. And they just hop down from the top of the bell tower or something yes. like that, just being really fucking cool. That's a great moment. Oh, gosh. They're like silhouettes in the sky at first and then yeah. they materialise. And it's a really beautiful scene, isn't it, how this plays out. You've got Toby Maguire, you've got Andrew Garfield. They're trying to mentor mm. and tell Peter that it's okay, that they've been there before. And, you know, I think that is the most beautiful thing about bringing these two back because the other Peters, Toby and Andrew, have never had someone who's been through this to help them through it. And they have both been through this loss. So emotional. 
it's a beautiful moment in it this really story. Is. It's a beautiful addition to the way this plays out. I think it's just a gorgeous level to the story. All that three of them realise that they're not alone. Yeah. Mm. But it is beautiful that these two can help him walk the path that they've already walked. And how they begin to walk the path mm. is to put their science coats on. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to have a montage. <laughs> I was obsessed with this. You've got three really intelligent Peter Parker science nerds Mm. all working together to try and come up with these antidotes for all Mm. these villains. They want to lure them in and send them home, but in the way as Tom Holland intended. And Tobey Maguire has a really great line where he says, I'll make um, Norman Osborn's cure. And Tom Holland looks at him like, no, like he really wants to kill Norman Osborn. That's he really right. wants revenge. And Toby sort of pats him on the back and says, we've got to cure them all, right? Because that's what we do. Wow. Isn't that a beautiful moment too? Toby really came across as so endearing in his betrayal <sighs> as Peter because he was an older Peter. I mean, Toby Maguire's in his 40s or something. Yeah. yeah what are you going to say? They never really addressed <laughs> why he was older. I mean, Andrew Garfield can get away with it still. Yeah. Uh, Toby can't, bless him. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, he looks older, but they never really addressed why he was an older Peter. Yeah. But I loved that he was because it just added more layer and complexities to mm. the different perspectives that all the Peters came with. But not to poke holes in things, but if Dr. Octavius was in the middle of having his fight with Peter Parker, shouldn't he have been 18? Well, he was pulled out at the moment that he almost died, yeah, right? So, so so he got brought into the into the universe then at that moment, but Toby uh, lived has lived his life. Okay. So he got pulled in. If you say so. If I say so. Thank <laughs> you. And they have a little Q&A too, don't they? Like, what can you do? What can you do? Oh. <laughs> That that was some, where some of the best comedy came from when they yep. realised that Toby Maguire's web comes, comes out, out of, of his body. <laughs> yet the others are like, we have to faction, we have to create our web slinging abilities. Yeah, at first they're like, well, ooh, and then they kind of backtrack and go and go, no, 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 we were just really fascinated that you know it comes out of you. Like you make that? Does it come out of anywhere else? <laughs> It's so great. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I loved the banter between all the Peters because they all come with different layers of hilarity and comedy, the different tones. Yeah. And again, I was saying how much I loved Andrew Garfield. He's a funny, funny guy. Yeah. And I lo- that just came to the forefront here. Them bouncing off each other was yeah. just absolute gold. Yeah. Absolute gold. So they head off to the Statue of Liberty. Yes, perfect. How American. I know. And it's even more American. What's with the Captain America shield? Well, that's actually a nice funny nod to what's happening in the Hawkeye universe on the Disney right. Plus series mm. because there's an Avengers musical. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, all this sort of Avengers, Captain America paraphernalia going on and it kind of is like, of course, it's on the fucking Statue of Liberty as well. Yeah, so yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. Do you think that was a nod to the new Captain America in Falcon and the Winter Soldier or do you think it was just an homage to Rogers because the whole world seems to be paying respects to Rogers and, and what happened? And I think it's an homage. Yeah. Yeah, that would make more sense as to why it's yeah. been put on to the Statue of Liberty. So anyway, there's a giant Captain America <laughs> shield, which makes a good set piece for a battle oh, later yeah. on when it falls down. Oh, yeah. Um, and the three Peter Parkers get ready to face all the villains coming for They've them. They've got a plan. And you mentioned that Tom Holland obviously knows how to work in a team. Mm. Well, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's iteration of Spider-Man, they're solo superheroes. Yeah, they don't. So they kind of stumble at first to try and work collectively mm. and they're not quite nailing it. Yeah. And then Tom Holland takes control, which is great. He's showing his maturity, yeah. how he's developing as a character and as, and as a man. Yeah. And he leads the other two Spider-Man 
to, you know, battle the villains. What an incredible moment for Tom Holland as an actor who has said so many times that he was a huge Spider-Man fan. He would have grown up with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Yeah. And he gets to work with them in this film. What a pinch me moment. I can just imagine how adorable he would have been first day of set (laughs) when they showed up, right? Yeah. Because there's all these gorgeous photos of of Tom Holland as a kid dressed as Spider-Man. It was always his ambition. And can we just call out the greatest shot in the film? What? The hero shot where all three of them sling down. Yeah. And they're in this classic Spider-Man pose. I almost wet my pants. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) hello. There's so many fist pump moments in this film. Like so many fan service beats when the cameos, I was was fist bumping in the cinema and then, you know. Punch the person in front of you. So sorry. So sorry. (laughs) And then we get all these iconic moments too. Let's talk about one really beautiful iconic moment. So the battle is going on while this battle's happening. MJ and Ned get sucked into oh it. Oh, my God. Because they open the portal to throw MJ the spell box. Yeah. But then Ned can't get it closed again. Yeah. He knows how to open them. He can't get performance them. issues. He can't get them closed. So there's, you know, they're in danger. They end up on the Statue of Liberty on the scaffolding to have a fight. Mm. And something happens and MJ falls. So it's like that, again, that iconic moment where Emma Stone fell in oh. Andrew Garfield's movie, right? Yes. And your heart catches in your chest because Tom Holland dives for her and then the Green Goblin scoops him knocks up. him out of the way mm. so he can't get to her. And my initial fear was this is going to be a repeat. Oh, my God, they're going to repeat it. He's going to lose her too. But Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man oh. swings in and he gets a do-over. He gets his redemption. Oh. He saves her. I cried. I actually cried in the cinema at that moment and he was so emotional. It meant so much to him that he was able to make good or make do something that he failed in his universe. Save one of them. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That was really intense. That was so intense. I think that was the most intense moment of the whole movie to be honest. Well, besides Aunt May maybe. (laughs) Besides, yeah. Actually, no, I'm going to put that on the top of Aunt May. For me. So poetic. Exactly. Perfect word. It mm. really, really hit me close to home. Speaking of poetic, mm. not as emotional, but I did get emotional. Mm. I can't remember exactly the moment, sorry, but it was Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and you heard the flavours of Danny Elfman's score come mm. through. And I, that is so dear to my heart, that score. Mm. And they threw that in there for a hot second and I was like, that was my <laughs> fist pump moment. Yeah. <laughs> so do this to me. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. So during this fight, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is now out on his own without the bells and whistles of Stark technology. Mm. So he's back to his original costume, yep. basically. Yeah, That was beautiful to see all the three different costumes. And they're so iconic in their unique design. Yeah. So it was very clear visually to know who was who and where was where mm. in the sky. Yeah. So that was great. It's kind of a, a nice, oh, thank God they redesigned the suit in all the different iterations of Spider-Man because it made it the <laughs> yes. scenes work really well in yes. this context. Yes. Uh, and then Doctor Strange reappears. How convenient. How convenient. He's well, been dangling over the Grand Canyon for 16 know. hours, I think you yeah, said. Yeah, Ned opens a portal and accidentally opens the portal that lets him back in. Yeah. So he's quite impressed with what Peter has managed to do. Yeah, he respects the fact that he wanted to help them rather than yes. send them back to their demise, despite the shit fight he's in. Yes, and the fact that the world them. is cracking open, the universe is cracking open and all these people are coming for yeah. Peter Parker. Yeah, and Doctor Strange is really struggling to close all, all mm. those portals yeah but did you secretly want 
the portals not to close because you just wanted more and more people to come through. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who else could we have had? We've had everyone. Well, yeah, we've had everyone. Where's oh. Vulture? Well, yeah, he was nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Interesting. That was interesting. I'm surprised that he's he wasn't. in jail? I don't know. He's going to be in Morbius. Yes, we've seen he's in the trailer. The cat's out of the bag yeah. there. Yeah. So I wonder what the link is. But anyway, mm. that's for... Next yes. year when Morbius comes out. Yes, yes. So now Doctor Strange has to do a spell. This is something that I sort of struggled with um, in terms of a plot point. The original spell was to make people forget that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Then this spell needs to be that people forget Peter Parker. Ever existed. Yeah, and I had trouble with that leap. I kind of went, why? Why does it change all of a sudden? Did it why need can't... to be that dramatic, that yes, drastic? Yes, but I think on reflection I think it did because – they said that those people were coming through the tears in the universe to come for Peter Parker. So he, mm. they needed to forget Peter Parker. Ever existed. Yeah. It was the only way. It was the only way to bring equilibrium back yeah. into the universe. So Peter needs to say his tearful goodbyes to his best friends. His best friends. Yeah. MJ, Ned. This movie constantly takes you to moments of pain. Yeah. And you're having so much fun fun one moment and then you're a blubbering mess the next. It <laughs> yes. really does mess with you. And I think it walks the line really well. Yeah, I completely agree. It's hilarious. It's mm. fun. It's an adventure, but it's it's the, the stakes are high. Like mm. we said at the top of the episode, you believe everything. Well, I did, but I think some people have had trouble with the storyline. I think they've thought it's not the strongest story. Mm. I, I'd argue the opposite. I mean, I think it's a really good story. It's really well done. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree with you. I think this is something I thought about afterwards talking to my husband and everything. But I think what it comes down to is you either like the character of Peter Parker or you don't. You're not into him. And does Ollie like Peter Parker? Not entirely, no. But I think it's that, you know, he's a young kid, so he's Mm. not relatable to everyone. Correct. Or it's unbelievable to some that he's a young kid acting like a superhero. So you, you either like the character and if you if you don't like the character, it's going to be really hard for you to get on board with this, especially as there's three of them in the film. <laughs> oh, I'm not a fan of Peter Parker. Oh, well, there's three of them. Hold my beer. Here's three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think that's what it comes down to. And obviously some people have an issue with MCU films in that they can be manipulating you know, right. because it's a big cash grabbing machine. And if you want to be cynical about it, you don't want to, you know, give over to the adventure and have a good time, then you're probably not going to like this. That's the perfect encapsulation. Give over to the adventure. Mm. That's what these movies are inviting you and enticing you to come on a journey with an absolutely fucking insane adventure. Yes. That's what this movie delivers. And the MCU has spent so many movies, you know, weaving our relationship with. Peter Parker. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. And you feel everything he's feeling. Yeah. This deep empathy with Tom Holland's Peter Parker. I will say once again that I don't love the fact that he's left with no one. Do you not like it because you really feel for him and it sucks and you don't want that for him? I'm not sure how they're going to come back from this. Somebody has to remember who he is. Doctor Strange? (laughs) Well, I don't know. No. Scarlet Witch? He said goodbye. I think maybe Mm. Scarlet Witch, maybe. Yeah. She seems to be powerful enough that she's not affected by that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we saw at the end of WandaVision, I thought they were going to weave this in, okay? At the end of WandaVision, she's become Scarlet Witch Mm. and she's studying, I guess, studying magic. Mm. And she hears her children call out to her. Yeah. And I thought that's the tear in the multiverse. Right. So I thought they were going to bring that together in that she was going to come into the fight because she's searching for her children. 
gosh, the thing is, it really tests your patience, these movies, because you just have to wait for the next one. You yeah. think, okay, we'll get the answers here. And then it doesn't come and you oh, we'll just, we'll wait, wait for the next one. Do you think this was effective in setting up the multiverse for Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness? Well, obviously everything kind of finishes nicely with the night neat bow. That's so what, what I mean. Ha- what else yeah. happens for the title to be true of Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness? They didn't leave us with that little P. No. It, it all got wrapped up. Not nicely, it was quite sad, but yeah. it all got wrapped up. They fixed the tears in the multiverse, as far as we know. As far as we know. I reckon that it's it's all, there, there are scars and, and maybe those wounds open and people start to leak through. Well, that's an odd <laughs> uh, visual. Scabby universe. <laughs> scabby universe. <laughs> Scarlet Witch, help me. We've got a scabby universe on our hands. But getting back to the thing, I just don't love that he doesn't have anyone because the other Peter Parkers lost Uncle Ben, Yeah. But they had still had Aunt May. Yeah. They still the, had one person who believed in them. And there was never an Uncle Ben in Tom Holland's no. story. So he's literally lost everyone. He's an orphan. He doesn't even have the Avengers. He's got no one. No one knows who he is. BTW, where were the Avengers during all this? Did Doctor Strange not call in some some help? <laughs> well, he was stuck over the Grand Canyon for 16 yeah. hours. This is what's going to get harder and harder to keep together. Where were the other guys? Where are the other guys? Yeah. Yep. I mean, in Eternals, they sort of brushed on that and said mm. that they were, you know, off planet, busy doing other stuff, yep. whatever. They couldn't meddle with yes, humanity. Yes, exactly. And yeah, it's going to get harder and harder for these characters to have their own adventures and not have others weave into them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they make reference of, just talk to Nick Fury. He knows everything. And then it's all Nick Fury's been off planet for a year because what? that was referenced, you know, he was a scroll like he wasn't yes. actually there he was he was off planet so they're kind of dipping in and out of making things known or reminding you about the placement mm. of some people within the world but it is a big pill to swallow mm. i agree so at the end of this one he's left with no one he goes to see mj and ned because he promised them that he would remind them who he is mm. you know very that was a beautiful scene actually it was a very tearful oh. scene between mj and peter where she said, you better remind me who you are. Oh, stop it. Or I'll figure it out again. Stop it. That was very emotional. Um, so going on another tangent, I'm sorry. Love it. Do you think that relationship got enough time in this film to be fleshed out properly, to be able to have that moment? I mean, we know they're together. We, we know that. But would you have liked to have seen more of that relationship play out? I'm a greedy bastard. I always like more. Yeah. But I think we've had enough over the three Spider-Man movies okay. between – Peter and MJ. I think there was enough there. Okay. And I hope that there is a future for them still. Yeah. That's what I hope. Yeah. That's where we'll get our more. They addressed as well that she was M- Michelle Jones. Yes, that was the first time. I think so, yeah. yeah. Mm. She's not Mary Jane. She's Michelle Jones. Yeah. Oh, She's a different MJ. She is. And that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so he doesn't – he gives up. He doesn't want to remind them who he is because he wants them to be happy and not be burdened by yeah. him. Because what he learns is that – because Peter Parker doesn't exist, they actually get into MIT yeah. and they're going. So he's he's basically what he was initially trying to do was to help his friends and his girlfriend. Mm. That's been achieved. Yeah. But he's lost everything yeah. in order to give them that. So he, go, he goes out very in a bittersweet way. He goes mm. finds his own apartment to live in and nobody knows who Spider-Man is anymore. And then he goes to visit Aunt May's grave. And tell us what happens at Aunt May's grave. Well, Happy shows up. Because obviously Aunt May and Happy were friends, but Happy doesn't know who Peter is Mm. and he doesn't tell him who he is. 
and he's literally there mm. saying goodbye to his auntie with a stranger. I felt that was strange. I felt that would have been a good moment to explain to him because you need Happy's help. You need the tech. I mean, yeah. I know Peter Parker is very self-sufficient, but he's always relied on Stark technology. We're about to see a very, very different Spider-Man, mm. very, very different Peter Parker because he is alone. We keep harping on about this, but he he is alone. He's alone, 100% alone. Mm. And it's very interesting territory to go in. Yeah. And I hope that he breaks through and I hope that there is light at the end of the tunnel for him. See, I'm excited by that too. I'm interested in where it goes from here, but I love him as part of the Avengers. He'll get there, Lee. He'll get back there, you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. And so ends Spider-Man No Way Home. What a marathon. Thank you for coming on this spoiler-full journey with us. We actually haven't done a spoiler episode for, gosh, two years since the last Spider-Man. But before we sign off, we are going to talk about the end credits Oh, my God, yes, please. Okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about with No Way Home? Special effects. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah. There was a lot of in-camera stuff. You really saw Toby, Andrew, Tom Mm. fighting the good fight. It was just epic. 100% 100% agree. Let's talk about the end credit scenes now, of which there are two, of course, yes. mid-credit and end credit. So the mid-credit revisits that scene from Venom, mm-hmm. Let There Be Carnage, yes. from its end credit scene, where Eddie Brock is in a resort somewhere. Yes. Having some time off. Yeah. And he's talking to a bartender who's explaining the Avengers and everything that happens. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, there's a great line in there where he says, um, and there's a purple alien who loves stones. <laughs> Aliens don't love stones. They love brains. <laughs> Let me go back. This is another funny line that Toby Maguire gives going, who are the Avengers? Are they a band? Because the Avengers <laughs> yeah. aren't in their timeline either. Yeah, that's great. So funny. So Eddie Brock is getting his head around this universe and who the heroes are. And he goes, oh, I might go visit this Peter Parker in, in New York. Mm. But then the reset happens. Yep, he gets sent back to he his universe. He gets sent back, but... He leaves behind part of the symbiote. Yes. So a little black goo. My mind is blown in this, okay, because A, it's setting up Venom to appear in this MCU. Yes. But also it effectively seems to be writing out Tom Hardy from the MCU. I find that so interesting. Why have they done that? I don't know. Or is there going to be a way that he'll be brought back, you know, in the multiverse of madness that he comes back through and there'll be two Venoms. I mean, there's a chance that there's an Eddie Brock in that universe too Mm -hmm. and that symbiote will find find that Eddie Brock. But it really seemed like they were setting it up to be a different actor. I mean, there were so many surprises in this film. Heck, we've rattled them off over and over. But that was one of the biggest what-the-fuck moments. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, really excited to see where that leads. And what's the end credit scene, So the end credit scene was just a straight preview for Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, basically the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to show Doctor Strange, I guess, trying to fix his timeline, fix his life, get his happy ending. Yeah. What we saw in What If, effectively, there was a bit in What If where he starts to go mad with the power that he invokes. And I wonder if it's going to head down that route. Well, in this trailer, you saw a different Doctor Strange. He looked quite evil, Mm -hmm. didn't he? So I guess that is where we're headed. And uh, Scarlet Witch returns to the MCU. We've obviously seen her story arc play out in WandaVision on Disney Plus original series. Mm. And she's going to be working with Doctor Strange Mm. to fix the madness. I also caught a glimpse of Rachel McAdams in a wedding dress. Yes. So what has she moved on in her life and he's trying to bring her back? Who knows? If you remember in What If, the animated series, Mm -hmm. he keeps trying to go back in time and reset things and she just keeps 
dying. He keeps being in the accident, like, and it ends up he's trying to save her basically, but he can't save her. Every time he does, something goes wrong and then he keeps trying to get more power and he goes mad with the power. So I wonder if it's going to be very similar to that. Oh, see, I haven't watched the What If series, so you're getting me so intrigued You have here. to watch it. Okay. It, it. I think it will explain some bits of where okay. they're heading with this movie. All right. Yeah. Well, Lee, what do you reckon? Are we done? Oh, my goodness. Have we I made it? I don't know. I don't want to stop talking about this. It's a fun movie, guys. It is so fun. So I'm going to wrap up by saying No Way Home offers out-of-this-world action and heartbreaking emotion with exciting treats that fans will love, while also adding another fascinating layer to Tom Holland's Peter Parker, which is fast becoming one of my favourites. It sets up what's to come in Phase 4, and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. This was just the perfect bookend to Tom Holland's Spidey trilogy, and it's not the end, so we hear, which yeah. is fantastic. I just had a blast in this film. I'm going to give Spider-Man No Way Home four popcorn kernels. Oh, love it. Spider-Man No Way Home delivered on everything and more. The wait was certainly worth it, and the payoff served more than just fan service. They changed the game for comic book movies forever. The scale and scope of this film was Avengers-level threat, and seeing Spidey grapple and tackle with such complex moral dilemmas was both inspiring and heartbreaking. Only Tom Holland could have taken us on such a roller coaster. I was in a glass case of emotion one moment and levitating from my seat with excitement mm-hmm. the next. I'm going to rate Spider-Man No Way Home four and a half popcorn kernels. Well, there you have it, guys. Spider-Man No Way Home is in Australian cinemas now. Make sure you check it out. Guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Come and join in the conversation. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Popcorn Podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.